plan for your life? Do you know where you want to go? Are you looking to be happier, healthier, and wealthier while having more fun every day? Meet our empowerment architect and goddess gardener, Cynthia Bryan, as she engages in energetic exchanges with success experts, bringing you research, innovations, strategies, and techniques to strengthen your life, business, and personal spaces. Be inspired, motivated, encouraged, and empowered. Lend us your ears right here on Star Style. Be the star you are. The party starts now. You bet it does. Hello, Power Partners. Welcome to the informational playground of Star Style, Be the Star You Are, brought to the airwaves under the auspices of Be the Star You Are charity. I am your host, Cynthia Bryan, your goddess gardener, your guide on the side, your empowerment architect, and we are coming to you live on the Voice America Network. This is the Empowerment Channel. We will try to strive to seed, stimulate, and support some space for positive, meaningful conversations, and hopefully you're having lots of those these days. Well, the show that we have for you today is going to encompass three major things, sustaining goals, coloring your world, a color that's going to make you happy and thrive, and how to get out into nature at all ages. So you uh, probably are thinking, okay, gardening does enrich our lives every day, but If you want to be physically stronger, mentally more acute, and definitely less stressed, being in nature is really mandatory for pleasure and health of body, mind, and nature. You don't have to be a gardener. You just need to get outside. And I'm going to uh, give you some of those soothing, enhancing appreciation from life uh, coming up in the second segment. And if you want to color your world to fit your lifestyle, you only need to make a visit to the paint store. I know, paint. You're probably thinking, wow, okay, I do want to color my world, but I'm not so sure that paint's the answer. Well, it really is powerful, and it's pretty inexpensive when you come to think of it. It has the potential to energize you, to increase your appetite, to calm you, to help you be more productive. And, uh, you know, as a professional American Society of Interior Designer, for so many years, color is what I used most to help people express themselves. So I'm going to give you a little bit of a tidbit on that as well. Well, the miracle moment for today is brought to you by Be The Star You Are Charity, always empowering women, families, and youth through increased literacy, positive media messages like what you'll get here at our radio show, and tools for living. Consider making a donation. We are doing Operation Disaster Relief all year round now, besides many other programs, but just to be ready in case of a natural disaster, which just seems more of a win rather than an if. And this is by Chuck Yeager. Do what you can for as long as you can and when you can't. Do the next best thing. And that is something I certainly am doing all the time now. When I first heard that quote, I kept thinking, well, what would be the next best thing? And then you start to realize, you know what? Uh, There's a lot of next best things. So why stress over things that you can't do when there is something else then that you can do? So that's what we're going to, uh, to talk about is how you find that next best thing. 
Okay, well, we are halfway through the year, or almost halfway through the year, and I am here to just get you guided on your goals once again and to make sure that your best intentions have become fruitful. I mean, the odds are that motivation wanes, um, you know, usually by like February of, of the beginning of the year. And it's not just you. I mean, everybody, this happens with everybody. And that's why making goals and resolutions and writing them down is great. But being accountable is so much better. And, you know, we all love to dream, but dreams require a lot of work. And you just can't simply envision yourself, you know, getting that goal accomplished. You really, really have to go into action and to make it happen by getting all the skills you need and getting a support person and writing it down and, you know, listening to the expert advice out there that helps you harness all that inspiration that you felt at the beginning of the year so that you can stay on track for the long haul. So let's just kind of go back to the beginning. How did you choose your goal? Did you chase the right goal? Did you identify the why? Why did you set that goal in the beginning? Did you end up with a target that you really, truly desire, but you thought that you should hit instead of you really think that you can hit it? So re- Look at the reasons why you set that goal in the first place. And I'm, I'm assuming that you wrote down these goals. So, you know, I always like to write them down. I don't always accomplish everything. But by taking a look at them every few months, we can readjust and recreate a timeline and do things that are going to match your values and your visions. Make sure you do that gut check. It's a mindful, uh, you know, it's a mindfulness technique, and it really reveals a lot. What you want to do is just sit quietly for a few moments, think about your goal, and then as you're thinking about that goal that you wrote down at the beginning of the year, what physical sensations are you noticing? Are you feeling really stressed? Maybe because you don't even see a way to accomplish it. Do you have some muscle tension? Are you holding your breath? Maybe your stomach's upset. Are you feeling jittery or are you just feeling anxious and you think, I don't even want to do this? Well, if that's the case, perhaps that is a goal that you need to scratch off your list right now because it sounds like you may not be ready for it. What you could do is rate your goals on a scale of 1 to 10, like how achievable are they? If you feel that they're an 8, that's a pretty high you know, achievable level, it's 80%, you think you're going to succeed. And if it's an 80%, most likely you're not going to get overwhelmed. But don't stop there. See if there are goals on your list that can actually get you to a 10. And, you know, I know that for me, the goals that are on my list that I can get to a 10 are goals that I have control over. So I I can't just say to myself, I'm going to quiet my doubt and I'm going to turn up my trust. You know, the thing about goals are, is how much control do you have over it? For example, if I say that I want to make 30% more income in this year than I did in last year. How do I evaluate that? And do I actually have control over it? If I have control over it, then I can get to a 10. But, you know, that's something I, I can work really hard to at. But unless I do a lot of negotiating or find new work, 
most likely I'm not going to hit that goal. So maybe that's not going to be an 8 to a 10 on my list. And so, you know, make sure you have control of it. If your goal is something like losing weight, uh, which is a big goal for everybody, just make sure you haven't made the number too large. Make it doable, like, you know, a pound a month. That works. Uh, If you're trying for 10 pounds a month, you know, it's not going to be sustainable. So break it down. Uh, Goals are... You know, meaning they they could be overwhelming, um, and they are overwhelming from the start. So no way you're going to be able to quit your steady job and become a singer songwriter unless you and make a living by it. I should say you could you could quit your job and become a singer songwriter, but if you want to pay your bills, and unless you had an uncle or aunt who just left you a lot of money, you probably need to have a job. So. You don't want to talk yourself out of becoming that singer-songwriter, but you're going to have to chop it up into bits. Maybe you become a singer, you know, on the weekends and a songwriter uh, for a few hours on Sunday, but you keep your your job at the moment. Or maybe you just sing on, uh, you know, on a Sunday in front of a, a busy restaurant where you think people might notice you and might want to sign you, but you still keep your job. The next thing you really need to look at now is to make that plan. Uh, Willpower is only going to carry you so far. So have you been keeping a record of how you're doing? Change is really, really hard. And what we have to do is celebrate the little tiny wins. Even when we make a very small step forward, celebrate. If, If your thing is ice cream, have a have an ice cream. If you want a glass of wine, have a glass of wine. You know, if it's just going to be calling a friend and saying, woohoo, I made it to this goal, that's a good thing. But you do have to celebrate. Now, we really all need support. So you've got to soak it up. You know, our, our wild and crazy dreams, so often we keep secret, but we need that support person. And I am a big believer in sharing that journey of what it is you want to achieve because you just don't know who is going to help you out. I just had a, um, an experience where somebody told me about a career that they had in another country, and this was an immigrant person, and they really, really missed that career. And so I asked them, you know, why haven't they looked at that career here in this country? And the reason was because they hadn't um, received their citizenship yet. And so they wouldn't be able to do this particular career. So my suggestion was, have you thought about volunteering for that service? And they said, no, they hadn't, but they would love to. And um, I actually had a connection for them. And so I was able to hook them up with this connection, and guess what? You know, they get to volunteer. They get to do something that they love on their time, and they're continuing this uh, career that they loved, albeit it's a volunteer position at this point. But once they get their citizenship, they're that much closer to possibly nagging that, uh, that job. So share your dreams share your dreams don't keep them to yourself and then you know keep your eye on the price now that probably means you might want to make some sticky notes for yourself 
I like to um, make a note to put on my computer because I'm on my computer so much. Or you could put it on your mirror where you brush your teeth. Or if you're in your car a lot, maybe put something on your dashboard. And that is just to inspire you, just to keep going. And make sure that you set the stage for success by, you know, eating healthy, getting enough rest, and um, removing things that are going to undermine your efforts to keep to your goal, whatever those things might be. Be good to yourself. Have you been good to yourself, even though you might have been varying off course, or are you, you know, beating yourself up and being angry because you're you haven't gotten to your goal yet, or you're not even started on your goal yet? Well, if you're not started and you don't think it's you're going to be able to achieve it by your target date, then readjust. You know, make a U-turn or take a new path. There's no shame here. It's like we have to have self-compassion. We have to be able to bounce back faster. Here's what to do. Imagine if a friend confided in you that they had set this goal and they hadn't achieved it. What would you say to them? And then say that to yourself. Would you berate your friend and tell them what a loser they are? I don't think so. I think that, you know, you'd have some compassion. You'd, you'd give them a little piece of advice. So you go ahead and take that advice for yourself. And remember my motto, failure is fertilizer. There really, there's no mistakes. There are no mistakes. So if you are just able to do a little bit or you think you have made a wrong turn, then keep, just keep on going and decide that you're going to correct it. But don't, don't uh, ruminate like an old goat on your mistakes. Just recalibrate and move forward. And, you know, we have to be, to be patient because sometimes it's just a matter of sustaining, sustaining, sustaining. And then obvious, sometimes when we achieve our goal, we don't celebrate enough. So keep in mind that enjoyment from completing a goal might be spread over a long period of time. I really remember after writing uh, my first major book, which was uh, Chicken Soup for the Gardener Soul, and it would literally was was uh, 24, I felt like 24 hours a day, but it was probably like 18 hours a day for two years straight. I mean, I barely had time for uh, sleep and eating, much less family and friends. And so everybody had to be really patient with me because I was just burning the candle at all ends. And then I became the spokesperson for the book and had to go on tour and do all the press and all of that. And we became a New York Times bestseller and we were on the bestseller list for six months. And, you know, it was interesting it was my goal. I had it posted everywhere going to, you know, that I was a New York Times bestseller, even though I hadn't achieved it yet. And once I achieved it, I didn't really celebrate. We didn't open a bottle of champagne. There was like no time. So it's taken a lot of years to celebrate those little milestones, but I celebrate them now. So just provide on care, ongoing care for yourself and continue celebrating. And then, you know, once you really have achieved your goal, let it sink in and appreciate your accomplishment because you do deserve it. You do deserve it. But just going back over it again, remember, you're not a failure. 
if you haven't achieved your goal. A lot of people don't the first time out, and it may just be time to um, change it up just a little bit. But you can be the star you are. (laughs) Just believe in yourself and all the possibilities. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. We'll be back in a bit, and we're going to go into nature to find out how to do the next best thing at any age. Thank you for joining me, and don't go away, because I will be coming back within just about 60 seconds. Be the star you are. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Are you seeking a dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world, lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR, 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 and visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan, www.cynthiabryan.com. This business of show business is calling out to me. Get started acting or modeling with a consultation from media coach extraordinaire Cynthia Bryan, who has guided entertainment careers for over two decades. Call 925-377-STAR or visit www.cynthiabryan.com. Pick up a copy of her award-winning book, The Business of Show Business, and start living your dreams today. Call 925-377-STAR. 925-377-STAR. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show well, we're live, we're back, and I am still Cynthia Bryan, and you're still you, and you are still listening to Star Style, Be The Star You Are, and uh, this show is brought to you by Be The Star You Are Charity, so please visit the website, bethestaryouare.org. I, start, I, was, I was telling you in the last segment just a little snippet about how I didn't celebrate Chicken Soup for the Gardener's Soul when I wrote it, and so I'm going to just go into it just a little bit more. So I started writing that book back in 1999, and when I was co-authoring that book, and as I said, it became a New York Times bestseller with Jack Canfield and Mark Victor Hansen and some new writer colleagues, besides the chapters that the um, we as co-authors penned, we received five thousand submissions from around the world and we had to go through every single submission to and read it and edit it as a possible story inclusion now there were five of us who diligently read every single uh, article or contribution and we judged the contents on a one to ten basis and then uh, if they received, you know, when we all read them, we, if they got an 8, 9, or 10, 
Then we would edit them, and then we would revise the submission, and then we would send those submissions to 25 other readers from all over the United States because for their judgment. So this was a really, really long, slow, tedious task. It took over two more years because what we were going for was only the very, very best and most appropriate 101 stories to sow seeds of love, hope, and laughter. And those were, we were only going to publish those 101 stories. So think about that. You get 5,000 submissions plus the ones that you have written, and you have to go through every single one, edit them, and then stick up with just the best ones. Well, there was a short, a very short story that made the final cut at the time. And, you know, it was just, I, I didn't really feel it was deserving of this very carefully curated book. And the name of that uh, submission was titled The Next Best Thing. And it was written by a Washington gardener and horticultural teacher, Ann Pell Thompson. She wrote that when her parents reached their 70s, they had difficulties doing the things that they had previously done with ease. So their motto became the quote from test pilot Chuck Yeager, who in 1947 was the first person to break the sound barrier. And that was, do what you can for as long as you can, and when you can't, do the next best thing. And that's the quote that I used at the the top of the hour. Do what you can for as long as you can, and when you can't, do the next best thing. So why? what she wrote in her story was one morning Anne's mom spied her dad lying flat on his stomach under an apple tree. And really alarmed, she scurried out to help. And when she got closer, she saw that he had a trowel in his hand and he was weeding. And that made her really exasperated, and she yelled, what the heck are you doing? And he replied, the next best thing. Well, fast forward 20 years, and although I am not in my 70s, and I still have plenty of spring in my step, I'm not a spring chicken anymore, and I now appreciate fully doing the next best thing. And as much as I adore going out in nature and gardening and laboring in the landscape, I have to be more careful and diligent to avoid injuries and aches and pains and bruises and falls and insect bites. And the season has barely begun here in California, and I've already injured two major tick bites, numerous cuts, a splattering of slips down the slopes. And it seems that every time I pass a rose bush or a tree branch, they just reach out to hug me. And I'm sure that some of you have experienced some of these kinds of mishaps in nature as well. So how can we stay stay safe and work in our gardens no matter what our age? Of course, I have a few tips. After all, I am dubbed the goddess gardener. So bending, twisting, and stooping by either sitting on the ground or using a stool or chair to pull weeds and do light tilling, those are not good things. So what you need to do is um, either get a stool, if you're going to be in your garden and you are going to be doing some weeding or, or planting or something, you want to avoid that bending, twisting, and stooping. So you could get a pad to sit on the ground and then scoot around. This is what I do. I have this pad. I also wear, um, you know, I wear a long, a big 
like big pants. It saves my back from the BLT, the bending, lifting, twisting. Or again, uh, there are those movable chairs that are out there. You do need to wear long sleeve shirts and long trousers if you're taking uh, a walk in nature or working in your garden. And this one is really a hard one for me because I come from a long line of bikini gardeners. And my preferred clothing when it's warm is to either wear my bathing suit or just a tank top and shorts. Now, unfortunately, when I'm hiking or gardening, the scratches and bites multiply in this attire. So I'm not recommending the bikini or the bathing suit or the uh, the tank top and shorts, but it is what I do. Spray DEET or other bug spray on your clothing and wear a scarf and gloves to deter the biters. Now, I have purchased scarves and shirts and socks and leggings from Insect Shield, insectshield.com. I'm not trying to give it a commercial, but I really like their products. They have a technology that was originally developed to protect the U.S. military, and their process binds a proprietary permafen formula that tightly binds to um, fabric fibers. And what it does is it results in an effective odorless insect protection. And you can wash your clothes 72 times. So, you know, that's uh, if you wore the things every day, um, you know, 72 times or once a week, whatever you're hiking. But it repels ticks and mosquitoes and ants and flies and more. And what I find is it really works. When I don't wear the scarf or the socks, I fall prey to the bites. And um, mosquitoes absolutely love me. And I really don't want to have one of those horrible mosquito uh, diseases because there are so many of them. Something else, if you're working in the garden, you might want to paint your tools a bright color, especially the like hand clippers and trowels and things that if you can fall out of their holsters or, you know, you lay it down and you won't be able to see it again. Um, I painted mine bright red and they were easily discoverable even in the lush ground cover. And it's interesting because uh, since I wrote this down, I've actually lost my clippers twice this week and I had to go hunt for them. Um, And I said my prayer to St. Anthony like I always do, but you know, there they were. I could see that red. So that was really, that was helpful. Something else that I find really uh, great is buy a box of surgical gloves to wear under your regular gardening gloves or just your hiking gloves. Now, I really don't like wearing gloves. I actually love the feel of the dirt and the plants. And when I'm hiking, I tend to touch things. But that also means sometimes that means poison oak. And then um, if I'm wearing gloves, I tend to be removing my, you know, my gloves. But what I've found with surgical gloves is they provide protection and I can still feel my way around. So I really like them. So, um, you know, the the surgical gloves are the gloves that if you go to the doctors or the dentists or these days if you get a facial or I think even manicures and pedicures, everybody is wearing gloves these days. So that's what surgical gloves are. 
Invest in a good pair of hiking boots if you're going to hike or a good pair of gardening boots if you're going to garden. You need something that's durable and non-slip soles. If you just want to wear your clogs or your flip-flops like I love doing, I can use those when I'm just walking around my landscape if I'm watering but or you know if I'm going to the park. You know, to walk a dog or something. But for heavy tasks or and for good hiking, boots are the answer. Um, when I was growing up on our ranch, and still to this day, boots, uh, mostly cowboy boots, they are the required footwear because we have so many rattlesnakes lurking in the grass. And, of course, also with uh, boots, balance is increased when you have any sturdy footwear. So you have to think about your balance. Now, if you're going to be growing vegetables and flowers and you do have any mobility issues, maybe consider raised beds. Besides easier harvesting, when you desire design your raised beds with um, tough meshed wire underneath, you can keep out the rodents, the rabbits, the gophers, the moles, and other diggers out of your precious treasures. I, you know, there's nothing more frustrating than to plant your tomatoes or your peppers or eggplants and go out the next day and see that a gopher has eaten them. But if you put them in a raised bed with a mesh wire underneath, that's not going to happen. So the only thing that's going to get get your um, your vegetables or your fruit are going to be from on top. And then you can also, you can always make a cage around that. And you can even add add wire to the top, you know, with kind of a gate uh, for yourself to walk in if you're afraid of the birds that are going to go in and get your seeds, etc. How about paths? In your landscape, make paths wider. When I first created my stairways and walkways, they were like 30 inches. That was pretty narrow. I now am in the process, and I've been doing it for the last few years, but you know, it takes time, of redesigning all my walkways to be more open and have them to be up to four feet wide, which can allow me to maneuver easily with all my tools and my plants. I mean, this past um, this past week, we've been having quite a bit of of rain here in Northern California, which was a good thing because the soil gets um, is so damp that it makes it easier to dig, which makes it easier to build staircases, and it makes it easier to fix my my uh, paths or my stairs. So that's what I've been doing. I've actually been widening them and then putting in. Um, redwood planks to keep the dirt from falling onto the walkways and it is a it's a lot of work to do but it's so much easier than when the soil is dry because when the soil is dry it's clay and clay is really hard to work with sport a, a wide brim hat and you know I am really liking a, an apron with pockets I have a straw fire hat um and when I call it a fire hat, it actually looks like a firefighter hat, but it's made out of straw. And it keeps the leaves out of my hair. I, I wear that insect shield scarf over my head and around my neck because for some reason, ticks seem to bite me on my neck. I think they would get into my hair and then they'd fall down onto my neck. So I put a scarf and then I put my firefighter hat on. 
And then I was cleaning out uh, my kitchen, and I realized I never wear aprons in the kitchen. And I have a couple of aprons that I've had forever, and I was going to donate them. And then I thought, wow, they've got pockets. I could put my shears, my sunscreen. You know, I could put my cell phone in it, a bottle of water. And I started wearing aprons, and voila, it is saving my clothes. I have plenty of gardening clothes but um, they're getting ripped to shreds and so the wearing the apron is really a good idea it's kind of one more layer to keep the bugs away too and then finally when I'm talking about gardening know when to ask for help in my youthful days I prided myself on doing absolutely everything myself from chopping wood to building stairs up and down really steep hillsides to digging trenches for irrigation pipes and carrying 100 pounds of rocks to create dry riverbeds, which I'm actually currently redoing now. But I am a bit wiser now, and I do ask for assistance with heavy jobs that uh, could present a safety hazard for me. So now when a chainsaw is needed, I hire somebody Um, I still am climbing on some ladders, but I'm not climbing on the roof anymore. (laughs) And I have a very high roof because it's two stories. So, you know, just learn when to ask for help because um, you really don't want to have a bad fall. But just remember that getting outside in nature and if you are a lover of gardening, it enriches your life every day in every way. It really does help us become physically stronger, mentally more acute, and it definitely takes away the stress. I, I lose track of time when I am outside in nature, and even though it's been raining every day, I have been outside every day, and I come in soaking wet and muddy, and you know, you take a shower and you feel, feel good again. It's like, as my family used to always say, growing on the ranch, we had clean dirt, and that Clean dirt meant you could just clean it right off. So if you're really looking for a lot of ideas uh, for your various enterprises, you know, you might just take a walk in nature and I bet you, you will be flooded with uh, new thoughts and uh, so many goals that you probably won't be able to accomplish it. But the bottom line is that being in nature is really mandatory for all of our pleasure and our health, body, mind, and spirit. The sounds, the smells, the sights of the natural world, they're soothing, and they enhance the appreciation for life. So hopefully, like Anne's dad, I too will be found face down with a trowel in hand under a tree when digging when I get to my 70s or 80s or 90s or beyond. And whatever it takes to supplement your abilities, here's permission for you to do the next best thing. And before we go to break, I just have a few kind of um, mid-month tips for you that you could use in your garden. First of all, check your irrigation system for leaks or broken heads and make sure to test your lawn sprinklers because they could be buried by newly growing grass. And water your lawns infrequently yet deeply to maintain your green space. Be careful, and I'm spelling bee with a B-E-E, because bees are busy pollinating right now. And you want pollinators in your garden. You'll have more blooms 
more fruit, more vegetables, more herbs, but you don't want to, you know, you want to make sure that you're not bothering them. Be on the alert for gophers, moles, voles, and other burrowing pests. And if you find them, eradicate them immediately. For moles, I usually just stomp down on their on their um, their tracks. You know, they have like these trails. I just stomp down them. For uh, gophers and voles, you may have to uh, get somebody more experienced to come in. Aerate your lawn, which was going to allow oxygen and water to penetrate the roots. Continue to collect and discard fallen, uh, fallen uh, camellia blooms until your bush or tree has stopped blooming. Mine has been blooming for six months, and I'm still picking up camellia blossoms that have fallen. And it's something that we really need to do because what happens is you will get a... Um, a fungus and a disease that will stop your blooms next year. So make sure to to pick them up. It can be kind of a a pain in the bottom, but you need to do that. Snails and slugs are out there, so bait for them, whether it's beer or sluggo or some other organic thing. Get rid of your slugs and snails because they are eating away at all the new foliage. Inhale the sweet scents of jasmine and roses in full bloom because the jasmine is spectacular right now, as are roses, and boy, their fragrance just perfumes the air. Empty the water from all containers and change bird baths often. You want to keep mosquito larvae from developing because as soon as it's warm, it only takes a couple of days for the larva to develop into mosquitoes. And mosquitoes can fly several miles. So, you know, this is sort of a neighborhood thing we have to do. Prescribe parks instead of pills. And what I mean by that is get outside every day in nature and get your vitamin D and your exercise. So go to a park instead of popping a pill. Plant deer-resistant bearded iris in sunny spots for perennial flowering in spring and fall. They're going to multiply to allow you to divide and replant elsewhere. And that's something I actually was doing yesterday as soon as I was finished with my work is I was digging up the rhizomes from uh, different varieties of iris I have and planting them on the hillside only because the deer won't eat them and and they bloom and so I love them. Collect dandelion leaves daily if you have a pesticide-free lawn or garden, and you can add them to salads and soups for that extra tang and the extra vitamins that it's going to provide. And add water-wise succulents to your garden environment because summer is around the corner. And spray crepe myrtles and roses for mildew because you don't want to hinder the blossoms. And don't forget, if you want any information on firescaping, please go to my website, CynthiaBryan.com, and uh, click on gardening. And there you'll find my article on firescaping and what you can do, what plants to plant that are fire resistant. Nothing is fireproof, but it'll, it gives you information on mulches and composts and how to prune your trees and everything that you're going to need in order to keep your home or apartment safe um, if you are in a fire-prone area, which most of the West, 
northwest, southwest, we're all in fire-prone areas. So we have to be fire-wise. So I hope that that is going to be helpful for you. And again, um, just visit my website, CynthiaBryan.com. There's lots of information there. When we come back from break, there's going to be more and we're going to color our world. So stay with me. I'm Cynthia Bryan. You're listening to Star Style. Be the star you are. Be right back. Be the star you are. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. Here are some strategies to pay less for remodeling supplies. Shop local. Chain stores often have a set corporate price. Independents can control their discounts. Ask the manager about a price break. Package it up. Buy everything at one place and get price breaks, an extended service plan, or free delivery. Find new at reuse centers. These non-for-profit recycling places get new items from builders and showrooms donating surplus items for a tax deduction. Research. Get prices from chains, independents, and builders. Compare how they stack up in price and quality, and there are apps for that as well. Skirt the trends. Look for items on sale because color trends have shifted. Make sure you're still buying neutral tones and simple patterns. Buy like a contractor. Decide on everything you need, then buy it all at once. Stores may let you place your order through the pro desk, and you might get a discount. Shop the back rooms. Blemishes may be easily repaired or barely noticeable, but discounts are noticeable to your pocketbook. Assemble it. Stores might give a discount for buying boxed items that they usually sell assembled, like grills or lawn equipment or outdoor furniture. And look for leftovers. If a neighbor is remodeling, see if they'll sell you leftover materials at a reduced price. And ask for a trade discount. Stores may give you one as a valued customer, or a contractor may let you use their discount. Remember, you're the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another business bite from Star Style. For more information, visit CynthiaBryan.com. That's CynthiaBryan, B-R-I-A-N.com. The annual cost of illiteracy to American taxpayers is over $225 billion. Help increase literacy, reduce violence, and improve positive media messages by making a tax-deductible contribution to Be The Star You Are charity. A top-rated nonprofit, Be The Star You Are promotes positive role models, produces positive radio broadcasts, and donates positive books to empower women, families, and youth. Be a power partner and join our galaxy of stars. Visit our website at bethestarur.org to make a tax-deductible donation using PayPal or send checks to P.O. Box 376, 376, Moraga, California, 94556. Bethestarur.org. Dare to care. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. 
Now, back to the power party. This business of show business is calling out. Well, it's maybe not show business, but it might be show house. We want to color your world. If your walls could talk, what would they say about you? Paint has the potential to help you chill out, cheer up, or get down to business. And here is how, because color is really powerful. It's often the first thing that people notice when they walk through a space. And it's one of the most important building blocks of your home's personal style. But when you're faced with a thick book of paint chips, many people just gravitate towards their favorite colors or they play it safe by just painting white or, uh, or beige or maybe a gray. And, you know, it could be kind of boring just to be so neutral. So instead, why don't you consider the mood that you'd like to inspire in each room? Because colors elicit feelings. They can jog your memory. And they can function as a form of self-expression. So this isn't an exact science, but these are a few ideas to give you a starting point. And I know that as a designer, when I've worked with clients before, they're always really confused about color and they don't really know where to start. So before you even start with a paint color, I just want to say If you have a fabric or a rug, I always like to start from the bottom up. If you have a a rug or fabric that you want to work around, that's going to be your starting point because paint is easily adaptable to your rug or to your fabric, but it's not so easily uh, adaptable to change a fabric or find a, a fabric or a rug to match the paint that you have. So, If you'd like to relax, gray or blue are considered, you know, the relaxing colors. Think of the ocean. If you're at the ocean, how do you feel? It's like cool, watery colors. They can calm you. I mean, that's why sky blue or a neutral with an undertone that is uh, mixed with blue or gray or maybe even a little green is common in uh, yoga studios. These shades capture the soothing, serene, private retreat vibe. And you you need to be able to chill out. You know, there are a lot of different colors out there, like a Sherwin-Williams Passive. It's a soft blue-gray. It has a hint of green, and it has a, a light it has a, a light a light gray, a watery blue in it. And there are green grays like soft mint. And those are always associated with calming and healing. And they might be used often in doctor's offices. So if you if you go to a doctor's office and you feel, you know, rather calm, look at the walls and see what it is that is going to be um, that makes you know makes you feel calm. Now if you want to get really happy, it's always we recommend sunkiss colors and spaces where you just need a pick me up. You want to try some really warm neutrals or some sunkiss shades like apricot or rust or tan. Or you could even do like a, a nude blush. And you want to maybe have some yellow undertones to prevent the color from skewing, you know, to a bubblegum pink if you're doing a pink color. But pink is a good color as well. 
Now, yellow itself creates a very cheerful vibe because we associate yellow with happiness and sunshine. And for many people, yellow promotes creativity and productivity. But you got to choose the right yellow because that can be challenging. Some are too bright. Some are too pastel. Some are just too um, edgy. I mean, maybe like you want a buttery yellow. That's always kind of pretty. But you don't maybe want a chartreuse yellow. If you want a, a really modern yellow, you may want to mix it with a beige. And then if you want uh, to increase conversation, green is a really good color. It's an active color, yet it's calm. And it's going to help create a good ambiance for entertaining. And it probably sounds contradictory, but in areas like the kitchen and dining room, you want people to feel relaxed and engaged at the same time. So nature-inspired greens like those found in bamboo leaves or sage might be perfect for your cooking space. They can elevate your mood without being too intense. The greens are reminiscent of being outside where your energy and your spirits are high yet relaxed and grounded and if you're nervous about bright colors you can mix your green shade with maybe a little bit of benjamin moore's linen white it takes the edge off but it keeps the color very green very clean bright and it's still green and uh, you don't want it to turn like a neon lime for example you want maybe an inviting green apple However, you know, like for me, my library where I do most of my my writing and my work, it is a really beautiful, well, I call it a leather green. It's like an emerald green. And I love it. I have emerald green on the walls and then on the floor I actually have a reddish crimson color carpet with gold stars on it. Of course, I have to have stars. I'm star style. Be the star you are, right? But it is just so great because it energizes me, but yet it keeps me calm. Now, you can be productive with bright colors. Pops of a bright color like coral or cobalt can energize you, and they might work well for you in your home office. But for me, I like that emerald green. Now, you can feel really cozy with dark blues and charcoals. There's a move towards those rich, almost black colors in dining rooms and TV rooms and living rooms. And you may think that these shades uh, might make a a space seem smaller, but they actually do the opposite. Light reflects off dark colors, and it creates shadows and more dynamic color, which makes your space appear bigger. So to create this feeling of luxurious comfort, opt for a strong, like, cool iron gray Or maybe you want a rich, sophisticated blue that looks like a warm denim. Or maybe you want something with a brown undertone. But these almost cave-like colors are also great for bedrooms if you just want a a real feeling of being in a cocoon. Now, for sleeping, you want soft pinks. While a light gray blue shade can be relaxing, you might want to consider a slightly warmer tone for your bedroom, like a peach or a barely there pink, or maybe even a purple undertone. These uh, soothing shades, they'll reflect light to keep the space cheery in the daytime, 
but they provide a note of calm positivity as you ease into your nighttime routine. And of course, we all need to sleep well, because if we don't sleep well, we're not going to be able to function well. So hopefully those are a few tips of how you can color your world. And just remember that you can always accent your world with uh, throw pillows and fabrics and other kinds of soft, soft, cozy materials that really spell you. You don't ever want your space just to look like you bought it from a showroom or a retail store. You want to surround yourself with items that you love in colors that you love that really make you shine and feel like you are the star you were born to be. Well, thanks for being great listeners and allowing me to be with you every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific here on Star Style Be the Star You Are. We always come to you live on the Voice America Network. And this is the Empowerment Channel where I really encourage you to make your life the best it can be. And if you need to change it, do so. But always reach for your dreams and let's make them come true as long as they're positive, uplifting dreams that can enhance you and the rest of the world. That's what we want. For more information about Star Style Productions, visit CynthiaBryan.com and you can book a consultation if you would like to. And to make a donation to this charity that broadcasts this show and Express Yourself Teen Radio, visit BeTheStarYouAre.org. That's BeTheStarYouAre.org. My aim is always to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, and motivate. And I want you to see beyond your physical being and know you are already the star you dreamed of becoming. Cherish the past, dream of the future, and celebrate every moment of your life. And if you're reading a book this week, how about picking up Be the Star You Are, Millennials to Boomers, our newest book in the Be the Star You Are trilogy. It is available at CynthiaBryan.com forward slash books check it out and you can see all the other eight books there and you'll be doing a double whammy because when you buy a book from that website the money does go to charity i'd like to encourage you also to tune in to express yourself teen radio that airs on the voice america empowerment uh, network uh, empowerment channel on voice america network every sunday at 3 p.m and to find out more information about that visit starstyleradio.com. And until next week when we celebrate once again, remember that love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles will keep us happy. I'm Cynthia Bryan for Star Style. I thank you and encourage you to be the star you are. Be your unapologetically authentic, beautiful self. Have a wonderful week. Dream, create, inspire, make a difference. And be here next Wednesday, 4 to 5 p.m. And tell your friends. Thanks for joining me. Be the star you are. The star you are. Be the star you are. You are the star. It's been a
a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. For more information, visit StarStyleRadio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to BeTheStarYouAre.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan. Every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are.